This episode of It's Super Effective is made possible by our Patreon backers. If you want to support It's Super Effective and our podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and give us money or something. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, it helps us do stuff and stuff. And this is just a promo because the old promo is old. So so head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective. And if you donate a dollar a month, you will gain access to our Slack community. And we have some other rewards for other things. So if not, uh, it's super effective. We'll always, always, always be free. This is just to support the show if you like it that much. Thanks. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It is super effective. It's super effective. Stuff like that. I'm your host, SBJ, and I am here solo. Like I said, it is a special episode. I will consider this episode 208 since it is Pokemon relevant, very Pokemon relevant, in fact, that I will be reviewing Pokemon Tournament. Now... I say that with a question mark in my voice because I don't review stuff ever. And nor has PokemonPodcast.com or It's Super Effective, the podcast, ever been focused or geared around reviews. That's just not what we do. We're just a bunch of guys that have been talking about what we like and don't like about Pokemon for several years. But... I did get a review copy of Pokemon Tournament from Nintendo. I got it almost a little over a week ago, about 10 days ago here. Pretty much two weeks from the release date of Pokemon Tournament, which is March 18th, if I'm not mistaken. The non-disclosure form states I cannot post anything until 9 a.m. on March 15th, which I'm recording this March 14th. So by the time you're listening to this, it's all good. So, I'm going to share my thoughts and give you my opinion about Pokemon Tournament. That's pretty much the gist of this episode. I have some notes. I have some questions from Twitter. I have the roster up. I will probably forget some stuff. Now, before I begin assessing my thoughts on Pokemon Tournament, if you are a hardcore fighting game fan, if you go to Evo, if you're super high, amazing rank in Street Fighter 4, and or five if you play mortal Kombat 10 for hours you're probably not going to like what i have to say because i am not good at fighting games never have been probably never will i'm getting too old to be quick enough for anything in life just keep that in mind if you're super hardcore into fighting games you're gonna have to get somebody else's opinion who is very good at fighting games because i don't think i could speak to that caliber Second statement slash bullet point side note asterisk thing. The little like shift eight is it? That don't matter. Uh if I get something wrong, I apologize. I again am not an expert at fighting games. I'm not somebody who reviews things. So this is really my opinion, and a lot of people want to know if they should buy it, especially people who don't like fighting games. So let us begin with my thoughts on Pokemon Tournament and my audio review of Pokemon Tournament. All right, we will start with the initial impressions. The game itself is gorgeous. It runs on Wii U if you haven't figured it out. It is a one to two player fighting game. There is no mini games, there is no four player mode. It is one to two multiplayer one to two player multiplayer fighting game. If you're single player, you can verse computers in a story mode or in just single battles, which doesn't really do anything. I mean it could be for practice, but there is also a practice mode. There is local. So you can play uh with a friend on the couch, and I will get to that in a second. And then of course there is online play where there is three different types of ranked. Although I think they're similar in some aspect, and I'll get to that too. And then there is friendly online play. Now, 
not knowing anyone personally that has the game, I could not test friendly. But before I even dive into that, I know I'm just like, I keep backing up on myself, backing up on myself. Let's talk about the home menu real quick. So we have the Ferris League. I believe that's Ferrum League. Sorry, my autocorrect corrected it to Ferris. Ferrum League, which is your story mode. And you have a an assistant or like a coach or what, like a, a friend who is encouraging you to go through this league. She has, I can't remember her name. It's like Nicole or Nia or something with an N. But she has a Weavile, so she's always like, my Weavile's cheering for you, blah, blah. So there is that. And I only did a bit of the story mode. I'm going to be honest. Sitting on a couch playing a fighting game by yourself against computers gets real old real fast. And it was very hard to hold my attention. But I went through some of the story. You un- you unlock through the story mode. You probably will eventually unlock Mewtwo and Shadow Mewtwo. Those are the only two characters I did not play. And I'm assuming one, if not both of them, are the bosses at the end of the story mode. But when you go through story mode, you'll be able to unlock new hats or hairstyles or shirts or little title badges. I I mean, it, it is. there's no story to it. You're just kind of going through the ranks, getting harder and harder opponents. Uh, I mentioned there is single battle. I mentioned there is practice. There is also the local battle, which is another option, and online battle. The main thing is called My Town, which is in the center of this map. And that will let you adjust your trainer. Uh, there is something called titles. Uh, so a title is something you can put under your name. So I believe when you start, you start with something called newbie trainer. And if you win five matches in a row, whether it's computers or real people, you unlock a title that says unbeatable trainer. If you spend a lot of money you or you earn a lot of money, I think you get a title of like millionaire. There's a ton of titles. I want to say there's over 100. There's, a, there's just a bunch. And then you also get a comment setting. So that is like a little catchphrase your character says. So uh, that could be like, good luck or... Uh, Pleased to meet you, just something generic. And there's a bunch of those two, probably about a hundred of those two. Mine, my comment says, I'm freezing here because I'm always cold. So I thought that was funny. It was funny to me. Insert maybe a laugh track or something. And then there's your your trainer customization. So there are, you, when you set up your trainer, you can give them a name, him or her a name. And you can assign skin color, and that's about it. I think you can assign one other thing, but I was at first I was like, well, I can't adjust my hair or my hair color. That's all unlocked. So if you want uh, like black hair in Shaggy, you have to unlock that. If you want blonde long hair, you have to unlock that. If you unlocked black hair Shaggy, you still have to unlock blonde hair Shaggy. So there is a lot of unlocks. Now you can use the money you earn. You earn. Pokey coins or whatever when you complete a battle in story mode. You don't earn any in practice or single. You do earn in online. You don't earn in locals. <laughs> a lot of ways you can earn and a lot of playing where you don't earn anything, which, okay. I mean, you can, if you want to save up and buy a shirt, I mean, it only took me like four or five matches to m- make enough money to buy a shirt. And I would say the shirts are a little more expensive than everything else. Uh, there, so trainer customization, almost everything there needs to be unlocked, whether that's just randomly, you will get random unlocks after, so you will get random unlocks sometimes when you complete a battle, whether you win or lose, it says like lucky bonus, and then you get the unlock, or you can just spend the money for it. From what I've noticed in trainer customization, just to run off everything, most are unlocks, uh, They seem to have 12 different hats. They're all just different color hats, and that hat seems to be a fedora or very fedora-like. There are no beards or mustaches. Like I said about hair, if you want a certain hairstyle, there's like eight different colors of a hairstyle that you need to unlock. There's like little headsets you can unlock. There is glasses. There's little band-aids that go under your eyes, or maybe it's over your nose, but those are like the only facial features. There's only one feature for freckles. There is. A couple shirts, probably I would say about 20 shirts. 
Uh, there are three different backgrounds. Like you could have flames behind your trainer or hearts behind your trainer. And I think electricity behind your trainer. There's only three of those. But you're going to get... there. The, the, the customization there, I, and I don't know about females. I didn't try to make um, a girl at all. There's enough customiz- customization in your character and your title and your comment to definitely stand out. I don't know how much, again, because I'll get to what I've done online. Uh, Let's talk about Pokemon. There are... Every Pokemon is unlocked except for Mewtwo and Shadow Mewtwo. From my understanding, you need the card to unlock Shadow Mewtwo, or they did say, if I read correctly, you can unlock him if you go through the whole game. That's why I'm assuming he is one of the end bosses. I've played all the characters except those two, so let me run down what I've played. I'll I'll just run down the characters first. Blaziken, Braxian, Chandelure, Charizard, Garchomp, Gardevoir, Gengar, Lucario, Machamp, Mewtwo, Pikachu, Pikachu Libre, which is a girl Pikachu Libre, by the way. A little heart on the tail. Sceptile, Shadow Mewtwo, Suicune, and Weavile. Obviously, being a big Chandelure fan... I went with my boy Chandelure, and Chandelure is considered a heavy. Uh, other heavies would be Garchomp, Machamp, Charizard, and I think that's it. Machamp, Charizard, Garchomp, Chandelure. believe those are all the heavies. I would, ch- I would say that Chandelure and Garchomp are by far some of the slowest. Uh, Garchomp has a lot of moves that can propel him forward, and uh, Machamp is also pretty slow. He's a little quicker on his feet and movement, and he does have a couple moves that propel him forward, but Garchomp has just just walking speed. I would say that Garchomp and Chandelure are the slowest. Mewtwo and Charizard seem a little faster just walking. That's not like jumping forward or anything. Now, again, I want to preference that I could be mistaken. I did play all of them. I didn't. I didn't set up a timer. I didn't time it. I'm just going off of. I've, I've played almost every character, three to four matches in computers and local and some online. So I was really trying to get a feel of everything. With that being said, I do like Chandelier. Chandelier, while being slow, has a lot of ranged attacks. I feel like Chandelier has. Not good HP compared to others. And now that's a big thing that I want to touch on. All Pokemon have different HP levels. Something like a Pikachu or a Pikachu Libre or a Weavile will not have as much HP as a Machamp or a Charizard. With that being said, everyone's burst attack, which is like their super all the burst attacks do different damage. And from from what I was playing, because I, I did play with everyone, I did try to land everyone, I did successfully land everyone's burst, I did try to calculate numbers, Gengar's seems to have the most powerful burst at doing almost 50% damage on hit. With that being said, Pokemon earn their burst at different times. So Pikachu Libre will earn its burst a lot faster than, like, a Pokemon like Chandelure. And that, again, has to do on how well you're doing in the match, if you're picking up the burst things on the field. Okay, so let me just run down the line. Blaziken. Blaziken's a real weird Pokemon. He's like a giant chicken. I think we all know that. I actually like playing as Blaziken. He's pretty quick. He's, I believe he's a normal, normal... So you have normal, technical, power, and speed. Those are how your Pokemon break down before you pick them. Blaziken, very good average, very good starting place. Does a lot of kicks. That's pretty much the the primary thing that Blaziken does. Pretty quick. Uh, a couple moves that propel him forward. All around, you know, not, not low HP, not high HP. Hits pretty decently. Blaziken's a, a good choice. Moving on to Braxian. Bra- Braxian? Braxian? Didn't like. I thought I was going to like. So this is actually a female Pokemon. There's just it's just noticeable, and I, I like that Pokemon company did go like Pikachu Libre and Braxian are female. Chandler might be female too. It's just hard to tell the 
gender preference of a ghost chandelier. Um, I didn't like Braxian. I did battle Braxian online, and it has a lot of ranged attacks, a lot of fireballs, a lot of fire burst, and it was good. It also rides on its broomstick, but I I just wasn't a fan. I felt like it didn't hit hard enough. I felt like it was it is considered, I believe, an average Pokemon. It just didn't feel good to me. Um, and I played it a couple times, and I just didn't enjoy it. Going on to Chandelure, Chandelure is probably the one I played the most, but not the one I liked the most. I really tried to get down its moves, and it has a giant, I don't, I should have, the move list actually tells you which Pokemon moves there are, like Night Slash, or um, Sucker Punch, or Low Kick, or Thunderbolt, or, you get it. Chandelure shoots out a giant beam, and it's, it's very similar to Suicune has a giant beam, and Mewtwo has a giant beam they all send out, and... If you time it right, you can kind of spam it over and over. So, like, if you time it right when they get up, you can beam them again if they're not quick enough to block, which is a little... Again, I'm not good at the game, so maybe I'm just bad and I get hit by it every time. But it is... Like like in all fighting games, I feel like. Like in Street Fighter, you can spam a fireball over and over and, and whatnot. Charizard. I feel... I secretly feel like Charizard's unbalanced. I feel like Charizard... Now, Charizard is a power Pokemon. I feel like it has a lot of health, and it hits really hard, and it has really... I, I just feel like it's it's unbalanced just because it's Charizard. But with that being said, Charizard has a lot of cool moves. Its burst turns it into Mega Charizard and shoots a giant fire blast. I, I was indifferent. If I was to pick a power Pokemon, I'll get to the one I like the most. Garchomp. I'm not a big Garchomp fan. I know a lot of people like Garchomp. Garchomp has a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of moves that propel Garchomp forward, which makes up for how slow it is on its feet. Garchomp can also dig, and it also, like, no sand attack, which is ironically super funny because that was a very old, it's super effective joke, but it's Garchomp. It is what you expect Garchomp to be. Gardevoir was probably one the one I played the least. Uh, I had the same feel of Gardevoir like I did with Bra- Braxian. Braxen. I just didn't like it. It felt very floaty. A lot of the moves seemed not close up but not far away. It's almost like you had to be in a sweet spot, uh, which kind of makes sense for how it played. But yeah, very floaty to me. Kind of slow for being, I believe Gardevoir was, is a technical fighter. So yeah, I wasn't. I just wasn't a fan. Moving on to Gengar, I think Gengar is probably one of the Pokemon you've seen the most online of people using. Uh, Gengar is considered a technical fighter. It does have a lot of teleportation, so Gengar can teleport quickly behind you. A lot of its moves, like teleport, like there's like Shadow Sneak or Sucker Punch that just kind of show up behind you and punch you in the back of the head. Gengar, for my for my playing, has the best burst of sucking you into a giant Gengar mouth, and it looks awesome and terrifying at the same time. That being said, I thought I'd like Gengar a lot, and I just didn't really get into it. Gengar was, for being a technical fighter, I felt like he was kind of sluggish. Now, moving around the arena felt fine, felt normal, but it almost felt like... it. When I say it felt fine and felt normal, felt faster than most power characters, but also still had a little sluggishness to him. Like, obviously, Gengar could teleport really quickly to move him around the arena quicker than anyone, but um, when you're not doing that, it's almost like uh, you feel like a slug. Lucario? You guys all know I don't like Lucario. He panders to a certain audience, which is, if you like Lucario, fine. He has a nice blue fur. I'll give you that. In Pokin Tournament, he, to me, fills the same void as Blaziken in similarities. Very good for a starting player. Not, n- not too slow, not too fast, not too weak, not too strong. Very average. If I was to pick one of those two, I just like Blaziken's moveset a lot better. I just like how the combos flow, and I'll get to how combos flow. Uh, surprise hit to me, and my actual favorite was Machamp. For the, actually the first four to five hours, Machamp was the only Pokemon I didn't play. And when I finally played it, I like Machamp a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Now, Machamp is a power character, and he 
every Pokemon has the same grab type move. Now, how it gets executed is, of course, up to that Pokemon and how much damage it does depends on the Pokemon. But I believe I'm trying to think of the controller. It's B and X. So if you press B and X at the same time, you grab your opponent. And that is the most successful when your opponent is blocking with the shield. If your opponent has a shield up and you do a grab, you will automatically successfully land that grab. All those Pokemon have that. Machamp, though, has another grab. I believe it's double A, and Machamp will do a, a sprint. When I say a sprint, it's not that fast, but he will sprint towards the Pokemon and grab it and do a different grab. For my playing through all these Pokemon without Mewtwo and Shadow Mewtwo, Machamp is the only Pokemon with multiple grabs um, besides the standard XB grab. So, like I said, double tapping A in the direction of your opponent will force Machamp to do a run and a different type of grab, which does a lot of damage if you can land it. I like Machamp a lot. I think his moveset's really cool. Again, a lot of grabs. He also, to me, feels like one of the quicker heavies. On top of that, he does a lot of damage and he has a lot of health. The biggest disadvantage, though, and I ran, in, ran into this online against Sceptile and Braxian, is... Machamp almost gets destroyed by anything with good range. If you can keep Machamp away, it's very hard for Machamp to close that distance because of his speed and because of his moveset. Now, he does have a couple moves that propel forward, but not enough to avoid constant fireballs. I'm, and I've said this before, probably not the best player, so I don't know how to counter it, but it was frustrating. If you are playing against somebody who is aggressive, somebody who just jumps in, somebody who doesn't really block. Oh, Machamp is killer. So killer. Uh, in his moveset, in his counters, in his grabs. Um, <laughs> I like him a lot, but against somebody with a range attack, I feel like that's where Machamp falls apart, and that makes sense. Also, Machamp having multiple throws makes sense. He has four arms. Um, he also does a sweet drop kick if, uh, if you pull off a combo right. Mewtwo I didn't play. I played against somebody with a Mewtwo. And like I said earlier, has a very long ranged beam attack. Um, and I got destroyed by Mewtwo. I feel like maybe Mewtwo has the Charizard treatment. Now this is, could all be my head, but Mewtwo maybe has eh, a little too strong, a little too much health, a little too quick. I haven't played Mewtwo though, so I can't speak on that. Pikachu and Pikachu Libre, I'll throw them both together. They are conspicuous considered speed Pokemon. They do have different moves and different bursts, but some other moves are slightly similar. Um, it's Pikachu. He can do a Thunderbolt. He can do a quick attack. He can do a double team. I can't remember Pikachu's burst. I think he just turns into a giant Thunderball. No, he does this weird like uppercut punch to you. He punches you with his electric fist, which is really weird. Pikachu Libre has a really cool burst. He throws you into a wrestling ring and stands on the corner and like does a body slam off it. It's real cool. I didn't like Pikachu or Pikachu Libre. They don't have as much health as the other Pokemon. They are extremely fast, but they don't hit very hard, which is probably why they fall under the speed character. Sceptile, I can't, I'm pretty sure Sceptile's a technical fighter, has a lot of ranged attacks. Sceptile, from my playthrough, is the only Pokemon that can get health back with uh, Giga Drain and Leech Seed, I think the two moves are. So to touch on playing online, I played five matches before I recorded this online because when I tried to do online the other night, I didn't get matched with anyone. I got matched up with Shady Penguin twice, both using Sceptile, and I was using Machamp. And because of Sceptile's ranged attacks, I couldn't really get close enough. Now, I did win one round, um... Because once you kind of break through and you get up there close with Machamp, you can do some damage as long as you keep that distance a minimum. But it's very hard to, at least I had a problem trying to close that distance initially. And like I said, Sceptile does get health back depending on certain moves it does. That being said, when I played Sceptile, I just wasn't very good at it. And I, yeah, Sceptile's like a, he's a lame Christmas tree. I don't, I don't really like him. Shadow Mewtwo, I didn't play. Suicune feels awkward. Maybe because it's one of the few Pokemon on like four legs. Uh, it's fine. I feel like a lot of his moves are very similar to Chandelier. Uh, it has a lot of 
it has that giant ice beam, which is very similar to Chandelier's beam. It has uh, an Aurora beam, which is similar to a different move that Chandelier does. It shoots out like ice, like icy wind, which is similar to Chandelier's little flares that it sends out. It has a lot of similar, like they are different, but they are very similar. Uh, Suicune a bit faster. I think Suicune is also a technical fighter. I didn't play Suicune a lot compared to the other ones. It was it was fine. I heard that Suicune is the broken Pokemon in the game, and what I mean by that is that uh, it is for people who are serious or competitive. They are focusing on Suicune. I didn't see why. Uh, I've never watched good people use Suicune, but when I was playing against it, it just it has a lot of beams and it has a lot of distance moves. So maybe that's why. And the last Pokemon, which was my favorite until Machamp, is Weavile. Uh, Weavile has one of the best moves in the game. I'm not joking. The combo is mash Y repeatedly. It's actually about five times. It does just a slash, 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 a different slash, a different slash, and then a big slash. And you can do that pretty easily by uh, mashing Y. And I'll get to the moveset in a different... Uh, Weavile is considered speed Pokemon. He's very fast. He doesn't do a lot of damage. His burst attack does about 25% of your opponent's health. And in retrospect, Gengar's does about 50. Other Pokemon range between 30 and 40. So I would say that Weavile's is on the lower end. I'm sure there's going to be like a YouTube video like next week of exactly how much damage everything does. And you guys can tell me I'm wrong. But whatever. I like Weavile a lot. He's very fast. If I was to pick any speed Pokemon, it'd be Weavile. I just like its moves better than uh, Pikachu's. Uh, he can close the distance really fast. He has uh, like Night Slash and like a quick attack. And he's a cool Pokemon. Very cool. One of my favorites. It would be a toss up between Machamp and Weavile. And then I would probably just do Chandelure just because I like Chandelure so much. But like I said, I really like Blaziken a lot too. Um, I would love to spend more time with other Pokemon. I just haven't. I haven't had enough time to spend with everything. I was trying to get everything for you guys. All right, so movesets. How does the game play, you ask? It plays... So if I do the spectrum of fighters, let's just say the most hardcore fighter I could say right now would be Street Fighter 4 or 5. Just pick one, Street Fighter. And I would say one of the most... I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, a lot of hate. One of the mo- on the other end of the spectrum, I would say Super Smash Brothers is at the bottom end, and why I say that is because Smash Brothers move set is very simple: A, hold A, forward A, down A, up A, repeat that with B, down B, up B, hold B. Whereas Street Fighter is a lot of memorization of combos: quarter circle A. Quarter circle back B. I'm not. I'm not trying to do a disservice to Smash Brothers. Although I don't consider Smash Brothers a real fighting game, but I would just say that memorizing its moves are very simple. Street Fighter, you have to put a lot of time in. I would say Pokémon is way closer to Smash Brothers in moves. When I said earlier that one of Weavile's moves in the move list says repeatedly tap Y. I was not joking. That is what it says. I think the most complicated move I saw was forward B comma B. Its moves are very simple. When you're in the modes, now there's two, there's two, I can't remember what they're called. There is the, when you're fighting in Pokin, you are started in a 3D environment. And your moves are slightly different compared to a 2D environment. And the way it switches is just how you hit and interact with the other Pokemon. I'm sure there is a more exact science to that. But the moves you do in 3D are different than the ones you do in 2D. So there is memorization of, okay, I can do this move. But now if I'm in 2D, I can't. But with that being said, when most of the moves are forward A... Mash Y repeatedly, hold X and Y at the same time, hold X and B at the same time. Like that is the extent of your moves. Getting more into the burst moves where you do your finisher or your super or whatever you want to call it, 
You're going to press L R to activate that. And then you're on a time limit and your moves are, you move faster. Your moves are more powerful, but to actually activate your super again, because you go into burst mode and then to actually activate your burst, you, all you do is hit L and R again and you, you hopefully connect if they're blocking, they block it. But that's, that's the extent uh, I know in mortal Kombat. It's a little more difficult to pull off your finisher. You have to memorize a couple more buttons than just L and R at the same time. So I could probably go on. But right now, this is what I will say. If I'm going to get this out of the way. You're listening to this podcast because you like Pokemon. Clearly, we are a Pokemon-based podcast. So if you're listening, we already have that out of the way. I already know you like Pokemon. You've made it 30 minutes in. So... Because you like Pokemon, the question is, should you buy Pokemon this Friday, March 18th, when it comes out? If you like Smash Brothers, heck, if you, if you love Smash Brothers, but if you, even if you like Smash Brothers and you're listening to this podcast, which tells me you like Pokemon, then yes, you should absolutely get Pokemon. Even if you're a casual uh, Smash Brothers fan, that would be my answer. If you do not like Smash Brothers, that tells me that you probably don't really like fighting games, then my answer is, no, don't get Pokken. It's not going to convince you to like a fighting game. At the end of the day, it is a two-player fighting game, whether you're going to play online, or you're going to play against a computer, or you're going to play with somebody on your couch. And there is disadvantages to playing with somebody on your couch, and I will get to that. But that, that, that is the best review I could possibly give. Do you like Smash Brothers? Yes or no? Do you like Pokemon? Obviously, you're listening to the show. If you like Smash Brothers, you should go out and buy Pokemon. No matter what, it will be to your standards, I believe. It is a more of a fighting game than, than Smash Brothers is. I'm going to get some heat from that. But that would, be my, that would be my review. So take that. Make your decisions. Now, I have about eight Twitter questions to get to. Let me talk about online real quick. I played five matches tonight before I got online. The other night I tried to connect. I waited, I don't know, four or five minutes and it couldn't find me a single match. So what happens when you connect online is you get a 10 second timer. And if the game cannot find an opponent within 10 seconds, it will match you against a computer. And what kind of sucks is you can beat that computer and not get any fight money or rewards for doing so. But... Once the game finds an opponent, it will interrupt you and pull you out of your computer match to match with that opponent. So I played five matches online. I won one of them. I lost four. Two were against Shady Penguin. Uh, The longest I went was two full CPU matches before I was partnered with somebody again. I did play another guy back-to-back twice. He actually had a Braxton, and I lost him the first time and beat him the second time. Um, Very tough with Machamp. Braxton has a lot of distance keeping me away fire moves so yeah it was this is where i get critical the online play was atrocious it was so bad lag wise and i didn't mean i don't mean like laggy as in skipping frames the game would just stop completely and like a full second would go through and then it would pick up where it left off it was frustrating, and I mean, I, can, I can't blame it on the servers being slammed because there aren't that many people playing. That's why I keep getting matched with the same people, which is also frustrating. When you go in and your record is 0-0 and you get matched with somebody with 86 matches, 60 of them being wins, you're just kind of like, well, I'm probably going to lose, which happened to me four times, actually. Uh, but, yeah, uh, all... Games were extremely laggy except for one, and even in that one, there was still lag. So I don't know if they're going to fix that, but um, not fun in a fighting game with lag. Otherwise, what else do I have here? So, oh yeah, online battle. There are four different modes. There are ranked match, there's friendly match, there's point ranking, and there's win ranking. So from my understanding, I didn't go into all of these. I did ranked match, and I believe ranked match is supposed to pair you with somebody against your rank of course me being zero zero right away they paired me with somebody who was 56 and 30 friendly match it does keep records of that but um 
I, I don't know if it shows that uh, ahead of time. Point ranking is when you win a match, I only won one, you get a certain amount of points. I'm assuming when you lose, you also lose those points. So I would, uh, my guess would be that it would it would match you with opponents based on the point and then win ranking. I'm assuming it matches based on wins because points, your your points and your your wins could be a different number and rank. I would assume would be all of that combined. The other things, just to touch on real quick before we, I can't imagine I've been talking this long. Hopefully you guys like it is when you're going through story mode and when you're going through just online battles, you level up your Pokemon. I don't know what the max level is. I got Chandelure up to 8, and we'll ask you to assign points into power, defense, your assist, and then your burst. And you can reassign those at any time if you go back to my town and then you go into your character. You can, you know, you can put everything into power. You can put everything into defense mix and match. I don't know how that actually translates into online or local or that's I don't know how that works. I don't know if a chandelier with no base stats would be easily outmatched by a chandelier with a bunch of points into like power and defense. I don't know. I haven't played the game long enough. I haven't seen I, I'm not sitting there with a notepad writing down numbers. I just don't know. As for assist characters, uh, you start with three sets. You start with Snivy and Lapras, Amolga and Fennigan, and Frogadier and Eevee. As you play through the match, your assist fills up. You can hit L1 to bring it bring it out, and then it does something. For example, Snivy chases after them and does a Leaf Storm. Lapras does a Surf over them. Amolga will reduce their speed and their defense, I believe. Fennekin is more of like a, a defensive attack, so if you need to get somebody away from you. That's where Fennekin would be better than like a Snivy or a Lapras. Well, Lapras pushes away too. Frogadier has like a ranged attack and Eevee restores your health. I haven't unlocked the other ones. I saw other people did. Like I saw somebody use a Cubone against me and they used it twice in the same round. Not match, round. And so obviously I would assume Cubone regens its assist a lot faster because uh, it was crazy fast. And I'm assuming you unlock those through story because I played a lot of stuff that wasn't story and I didn't unlock any. So I was disappointed that I did not unlock Farfetch and Electrode yet. I feel like that would might be my dream combo. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions real quick. Let's see what we got here. So Rongzong Hugs on Twitter. Uh, impressions of online as well as other fighters. Is it offensive focused or is it blocking slash countering better so there is a rock paper scissors mechanic to the game if somebody is blocking a grab will break that if somebody is grabbing a counter will break that and if somebody is just attacking that will break a counter i sorry i don't have the triangle in front of me but Pretty much if somebody puts up a shield and they're not letting down, you grab them. You're instantly going to break that shield and you're going to go through. If somebody puts up a shield and you counter, it's not going to do anything because their shield's up. If somebody counters and then you counter, second, their counter is going to get absorbed into yours and you're going to counter back. And all Pokemon have the same counter buttons. I think it's X and A. And all Pokemon have the same grab buttons, which is B and Y. I'm trying to think of the controller. They're all the same for all the Pokemon, so that's nice. But yeah, if, if somebody's nonstop attacking you, you would want to break it with a counter. And if somebody's trying to counter your counter, trying to counter you, you counter them. There's a hierarchy there, but it all makes sense. It's very... If somebody is not defensive, you want to stay... If somebody's not using their shield a lot, if they're not defensive, you want to stay away from grabs because they're going to break through your grab pretty much every time. If somebody is very defensive, you want to use more grabs because you're just going to have the advantage of breaking that defense. The shield, the protect, is kind of similar to how it works in Smash Brothers where... It can eventually be broken. The difference is in Smash Brothers, it kind of dwindles down and gets like that bubble gets smaller. In Pokin, it 
you can keep it up as long as you want, but it will eventually break if you attack it enough. And you do have to attack it a lot to break it. Um, in all the games I've played, somebody only broke my shield, my protect, probably twice. And that was just because I was overprotecting because I didn't know how to close the distance. So yeah, great question. Uh, Logan writes, uh, tweets in, tweets in, you've mentioned all the pokes seem different with fighting style. Can you go into some difference more? I think I did that earlier. But yeah, the 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 unique ones that kind of stand out, I think Charizard's pretty unique. Garchomp, Gardevoir's unique. Pikachu and Pikachu Libre are pretty similar. Sceptile's definitely unique. Uh, Suicune and Chandelier seem very similar to me. Lucario and Blaziken seem very similar to me. Um, Gengar's pretty unique. They all are pretty different, except how to like execute their moves are all pretty much the same. It's probably going to be some combination of forward A or forward... Uh, B is actually the jump. Uh, forward Y, back Y, ducking Y. The Weavile combo of smashing Y, I didn't see that translate to other Pokemon, but most Pokemon have at least a three-set punch based off Y, so Y, Y, Y will still do something. It just seems like Weavile's is five of them instead of three. Logan also says, also, will you play with me a hundred for a hundred, a hundred consecutive hours when it comes out? I will uh, definitely be playing with fans. Uh, I'm bad. I don't know how, how much I can tolerate losing in a row. Losing's not fun. I mean, unless I'm getting better. Uh, I was playing with Micah earlier and just trying out local play. So the game runs at 60 frames a second and playing locally i didn't actually talk about this i'm surprised i made this so far playing locally it brings it down to 30 i'm honestly surprised how it doesn't feel different and what i mean by that is in mario kart when you're playing two people on the same screen it's running at 60 even online and it feels great and if you're playing that a lot and you add two more if you add one or two more people in which brings it to the four player local um, you can tell, you can tell instantly the difference between the 60 it was running at to the 30 it goes to. So I played a lot of Pokin and then I had Micah play with me and I couldn't tell a difference. I'm, I'm sure there is a difference. I'm my skills as a player, just, it didn't affect me. Like I didn't feel like I was at, I didn't feel like it was less fun. I didn't feel like it was like slower. I felt like everything I was doing earlier by myself translated hundred percent over and like i said i'm sure there's a difference but as a casual player it felt just as smooth as 60 with that being said and that goes tough bunny 13 writes in he goes is is the player one the person that has to use the gamepad and player two can use the hoary rumor true what's your favorite fighter so if you are playing locally player one has to use the wii u gamepad Player two can use whatever they want. They can use the Wii U Pro controller. They can use the Hori uh, fighting controller. They can use a Wii remote with a nunchuck. They can use the Wii U, the Wii Classic controller plugged into a Wii remote. Player one has to use the gamepad. There's no way around that. So that's why I said earlier, local play could not be as fun as other fighters if one person is stuck to the gamepad one they're not looking at that big screen they're looking at a seven inch wii u game screen and two the deeper l and r i don't know if they're l2 and r2 they don't do anything you have to use the upper the the basic l1 and r1 to do the block to do the 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 assist and to do the burst which to me, I have small hands, so doing the Wii U gamepad for long local play sections is uncomfortable to me. That's just a personal preference. If you like playing on the Wii U gamepad, awesome. But you will not be able to do two people with the Hori um, special edition controllers. From my from my understanding, now I don't have them, but. I couldn't set up two Wii U Pro controllers. Uh, I had to be forced as player one on the gamepad. 
Now, my favorite fighter uh, at this moment, it is Machamp, except I just lost 100 times with Machamp online because I'm not good, but I do like Weavile a lot too. Mega Man Champion tweets in, similar with other fighting games, are there alternative costume skin cones, skin tones for duplicate Pokemon in play simultaneously? Uh, There are no unlocks for the Pokemon. You cannot put a birthday hat on Pikachu. You cannot give Charizard a bib. You cannot put a, you cannot put cowboy boots on Weavile. There's none of that. And I didn't see any locks for it. There was no custom options. There's no way to change your Pokemon's color. Now, if it is Lucario versus Lucario, one will be a different tone, but you don't get to pick that. That is decided by the game when you go in. And if if it does exist, I have not seen it, and I've put 10 to 15 hours in. I just It doesn't exist from what I've investigated. Uh, there are alternative skin tones for your trainer that you only see at the beginning of the battle. Uh, Jeff, JJT2 tweets in, have you had the opportunity to play with the special controller, which is the Hori? I have not. I do not have that yet. Uh, Nintendo sent me a digital copy of the game, which means I also don't have the Shadow Mewtwo card. I do have two Horis on order, which I don't know what I'm going to do with the second one because I can't use two on the same Wii U, so I might return it or might do a giveaway for it. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I would. It, the Hori controller seems like one of the best ways to play. I've been mostly playing on the Wii U gamepad because I because you, you can play the game without needing the TV. It's one of those games where the Wii U gamepad pretty much recreates everything, unless you're playing local. My one complaint local is so when i was playing with micah he was like oh let me pull up my move list because he was playing as gengar and so it pulls it up on the tv and on my screen and if it just kind of sucks that like i can't look at my move list when he's looking at his because it mimics both screens which is weird because obviously when you're fighting it doesn't mimic it's just a minor complaint it's not the end of the world uh bronzong hugs writes in how Big are the Burger King grilled dogs. They only seem as big as a couple bites. Now, Burger King started selling hot dogs. They are $1.99 for a normal hot dog with relish. And a hot dog, a chili dog. I don't do, I don't want extra meat on my hot dog. I want that 100% beef. A $1.99 hot dog, you are right, does not fill you up. You need two. So expect to spend $4 on hot dogs. They are good. They are they are probably the best hot dog I've ever had at a fast food place besides Portillo's. Portillo's has some real good hot dogs, but Burger King has a good bun, and they got a good dog, and I like a good dog. It's simple. It's $1.99. It's really good. That was a great question. Oh, nope. That's all of them. Last thing I want to touch on is there is Amiibo support. It, support. it does not matter which Amiibos you use. You can touch an Amiibo to the gamepad. A different amiibo, five different amiibos a day, and it unlocks title set like titles and character stuff. I didn't, I haven't seen an amiibo unlock anything else. But if you have five different amiibos, you can touch those to the gamepad every day and unlock stuff. And that's the extent of the amiibo support. I've used a Pikachu, I used a Luigi, I used an Animal Crossing villager. I didn't care if it was Pokemon or not. Uh, I think that's it. I think that is the review. I can't believe I talked for almost an hour about this. I I honestly thought this was going to be 10 minutes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. To reiterate, it's good. Pokin is good. It has scratched the itch I had for fighting games. I'm glad I waited for this and not and didn't buy Street Fighter 5 because I know that I would be even worse at Street Fighter than I am at Pokin. It's really fun. It's really easy to get into as a fighting game. If you do not like fighting games, Pokemon is not going to be the one that convinces you unless you honestly love Pokemon that much that you want to give it a shot. I will go back to my my Smash Brothers check. Do you like Super Smash Brothers? If that answer is a yes, that answer is yeah, I would play it. Then you would probably enjoy Pokemon. If you don't like Smash Brothers, don't like anything about Smash Brothers, you're not going to like Pokemon. And I think that's I think that's as fair as I can be. I'm having a great time with Pokin. I am not having a great time losing. I don't have a great time playing against computers. 
So it's kind of a slug to go through the story. But I had a heck of a time playing on the couch with two of my friends. I don't know how well that will translate with playing with people online, like people I know online. I just don't know. This has been the podcast. This has been the episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Real quick before I go, two things. If you are listening to this before March 20th, I will be at C2E2 on March 20th at 11 a.m. I will be doing a live show. It'll just be me talking in front of a room of people. So if you are in the Chicago area I and you want to go to C2E2, there's way more exciting things than me at C2E2. It's a great show, comics, movies, all that stuff. It's in Chicago. My panel's at 11, kind of early. I would recommend getting there at like 9 because you're going to spend like an hour trying to find parking and an hour, that's probably going to be an hour right there is just parking. So I would, if you plan on going, I would expect to get there as early as you can just because Chicago has the worst traffic in the world. Other than that, we have some new Patreon rewards. Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective. You want to check those out. There's some for D&D. There's some for uh, podcast support. There's just some new stuff. You can't donate. No big deal. It's just there for people who want to get a little, some, little something more out of the show. So, And then uh, our D&D podcast has been moved to Tuesday night. By the time you listen to that, it will. By the time you are listening to this episode, it will already be on Tuesday nights on Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash PKMNCast, 7 p.m. Central Time every Tuesday, unless you know we have to take a week off. But it's there. People enjoy it. The first two episodes are up on iTunes. They are also up on YouTube. If you want to see the video version, if you don't and want the audio version, Dungeons and Dragon Knights and iTunes. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you are going to make an informed decision about Pokin now. If you want to buy it, if you don't want to buy it, if you if I made you spend $60, if I've saved you $60, hopefully uh, this episode was worth it to you. But uh, yeah, this uh, I am dragging a lake on Twitter. You can follow at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.